Welcome to the Endurance Horse Podcast, where endurance riders from all across the globe gather, sharing their stories, goals, and progress as they train for and compete in endurance events at every level. So kick off your shoes, pull up a chair, and listen as we gather around the virtual campfire and listen to friends from across the world. Hi, everybody. This is Chris. And Jim. And this is episode 40 of Endurance Horse Podcast. Woohoo! Yay, we made it. We also happened to make having an endurance ride happen in July, which was a, a minor miracle, I think. Oh, absolutely. But it was, uh, it was a great ride. A lot of good people there, and uh, everything went off really smooth. It was very smooth. We have a lot of people to thank. It was down to the wire, I think, within 10 days of getting approval. Yeah, we were sweating it there towards the end. We kept contacting the DNR, and they were like, well, we'll make a decision on this date. Well, we'll make a decision on this date. Yeah, it was. Uh, everybody had a great time. Uh, I was uh, helping out and listening to a lot of people <laughs> talking about yeah. people coming up to me and thanking me, and I'm mm-hmm. like, thanking me for what? Oh, letting Chris do this podcast <laughs> and put this ride on? It, yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah, we got to see... Um, Crystal Esqueda and her son Aiden, and we got to see Wendy Moss and her family, and that was just so exciting to get to meet everybody. You were in your element. You were having a great time. Like You were smiling almost the whole time, but yeah, you were going a thousand different directions. So I have to say that with all the things that came my way, I... Really, only one thing would have stopped me from putting the ride on, and that was not finding a ride secretary. So, yes, we persevered. We made Warhorse happen, but Laura Husser was our ride secretary, and she is so wise and got so much experience. We were so lucky to have Laura do that for us. And Jessie, she was trained by the late, great Mo Miller, so she is like the most organized timer we were so blessed to have her as our timer and then um, we had support there from the distance riding association of wisconsin so um, i was really lucky to have barb who's the president of draw there and also the treasurer of draw there was just a couple little hiccups that came along and it was so great to have these women who knew what they were so experienced to have them helping me out it was awesome well, plus they uh, provided the food for all the volunteers, mm-hmm. which was really a you know a, a task off our shoulders. You know, we were both like, "How do we feed everybody?" <laughs> yeah, so we had a great volunteer turnout, but then they, you know, them and the vets needed fed, which um, Carol Regner Boots, she's been on the podcast before. I couldn't eat anything she made because it all had gluten in it, but I heard rave reviews that. Boots did an amazing job of bringing lunches because we couldn't have a traditional potluck. We had a barbecue truck come out and it smelled amazing and it was amazing. Oh, it was fabulous food. And it smelled great all day. And I mean, I love a potluck, but I think if you're a ride and you can support a small business like this, I think it was a good idea because it took the weight of, you know, the main meal off of the ride. So, like, draw paid for this ride, and they didn't have to, you know, say, provide pulled turkey or anything. And then we were given this small business, good business, and it smelled good all day. And I think the riders were really happy because they weren't having to get hangry waiting to eat. They could just go buy food 
and it was only Saturday because, you know, Saturday's the busiest day. But, I mean, they were there from lunch through dinner through 6 o'clock, so about 11.30 to 6 o'clock, and people were just happily handing over their money, so it felt good to support the Dragon Pit. Yeah, so definitely a shout-out to uh, to Dragon Pit. We had a few ideas that only were able to come possible because of volunteers. I got to give a big shout-out to my brother, Brian, because he went out with me the day ahead of time. Um, I had some old water tanks that he helped me repair and keep them covered. Um, Rump Rugs got her hands on, I think it was like 15 or a dozen of these big orange muck bucket size tubs. And so for every water tank that Jim and I provided, then we had we were able to put two slosh buckets next to each one. So, I mean, it was a hot, humid ride, and that was so important. So thank, him, thank you, Kim Flassler, for making that happen. And then my brother, you know, he took the water tank out, and he kept, I mean, we never ran out of water all day. Um, Tara Leroy, you've heard her on her before. I had this um, great idea, I thought, of putting a pop-up tent at the end of the trail. And we gave out banners to the longest-distance riders that were coming out there. So the 50s and the 35s for sure got this banner that Jen Moore and her husband donated. And we also provided ice water. And um, people weren't so sure how that was going to go over. And I got told, well, it's an endurance ride, you should have your own water. But, you know, it was like so, so hot. So we um, definitely heard great reviews back about the completely ice cold water that people were getting. So thank you, Tara, for sitting out there. And um, also Sandy Sickles, I had this amazing, I thought, idea that we put, if you were a volunteer or a rider at this event and you had a service member family member, or if you were a service member, she made these small banners and she embroidered the people's name, rank, and service on there. That was amazing. Uh, Dr. Wes and Dr. Jen, they did an amazing job vetting. And last but not least, although we were about 10 days out from knowing whether there was a ride or not happening, we had two amazing riders that went out there and fundraised for the two charities we had. And it's amazing. We ended up split 50-50 for Horsepower Healing Center that gives free horseback riding lessons to veterans and $600 evenly to Midwest Horse Welfare Foundation, which has placed over 1,200 horses. Well, plus we had uh, somebody donate some fly spray and some grain and stuff that we were able to drop off to them too. So yeah, fantastic. We already presented the money to Horsepower. They surprised me. I thought I was going to just drop a check off, but... um, when I dropped everything off and yeah, they surprised me with having me get a picture taken and making it all official and having the veterans thank me. And because uh, these the places like this are really struggling right now. And uh, you also gave out your uh, blanket for the Sergeant Reckless. Right. So one rider took on the two day 35 in that extreme heat. And that was Charles Brammel from Ohio. He drove all the way up here to Wisconsin from Ohio. And he, fittingly, was a 43-year veteran of the United States Army. And he was a sergeant. And he won the Sergeant Reckless Award. So that was pretty cool. So I could go on and on. But thank you to the ladies who helped us raise $1,200 for the two rescues. Yeah, it was a great ride, great volunteers. Everything went smoothly. Mm -hmm. 
did good. Thanks, babe. It was it was an exciting adventure. We don't have a ride date. This was a loaned ride date, so we don't know if War Horse will happen ever again. Um, but if an appropriate ride date opens up, what do you think? Um, as long as it's not as hot as this last <laughs> one, I'll, I'm there. Yeah, it'll be a good thing. Without further ado, we bring you episode 40 of the Endurance Horse Podcast. everyone it's crystal from minnesota and it is friday july 24th and i am up and moving and heading out to the warhorse endurance ride and i am super excited and kind of nervous because i've never been there it's a long drive and it's the first ride of the season really for me so i feel like a kid on christmas day and I swear I didn't wake up with an alarm. I just, my body is like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I've set a goal and who knows what'll happen, but we're hoping that we can do the 35 mile LD on Saturday and then on Sunday. And our goal is just to finish those days and hopefully enjoy some brand new trail, see an awesome Christina Hike, who is the ride manager and a bunch of other ride friends I hope that I haven't seen in a very long time. It is, like I said, it's like being a kid on Christmas Day. Um, I am already have went and made sure the stuff at the barn is done. And guess what? My 15-year-old is still sleeping, of course. Um, so I am going to go home. I'm going to take a shower and get my hair braided so that it doesn't get all crazy because we don't have air conditioner in the truck. So it's going to be a super hot ride. But we'll get through it and... Then we're going to load up and we're going to go to Warhorse and I hope that we have a great time and I hope that we can meet our goals. But if we don't, oh my God, we're going to have so much fun trying. So hopefully we will talk to you guys later. Thanks. Until we meet again. And I hope we meet out on the trail. Until our next adventure. Hi, Jenny Chandler from New Zealand here with an update on the beginning of the season. First few rides with me and my ponies. Going to be riding three this season, so that's Lace is going to be stepping back and just having fun. Dancer, who, if you remember, is is Lace's eldest daughter. She's going to be seven on December 26th. And so she is ready to step up and start doing her first 80k rides this season. So that's her plan. And we're hoping to finish with a 120 kilometer three day at the marathon ride at Easter. Jimmy, Lace's second baby, he's coming up six on the 20th of December. And so his aim is to just have a first solid season. He's only done, he had only done one ride back in February. So this season he's going to do a few quiet short ones and then he'll step up and just do a couple of 40k rides. Starting with Lace, she actually has just completed three weekends in a row. The first weekend was just what the club was calling a have a go day and that meant that they just open up a nine kilometre loop and you pay $20 and you get to do that loop as often as you like. Most people did it twice. So Lace really enjoys those kind of days because you get to pass people a lot and she really enjoys passing people. We were first to head out, so we did our first loop 
on our own. And then the second loop, we started being able to pass people. And it was a nice course. We really enjoyed ourselves. Of course, the kilometres don't count on that one. She was currently sitting at 5,959 kilometres. So the first aim for LACE this season is actually to get that 6,000 kilometres. And so the next ride was, the next weekend was 20 kilometres. And I was riding Jimmy, so I had a friend riding Lace, and even better, another friend, um, Emily, who has Tigger, who is another one of my horses, and so she brought Tigger along, and we got to ride the 20 kilometres together, all on my ponies, which is a real thrill, and we had a lovely ride, so that brought Lace up to 5,979 kilometres, and so just this weekend, just past, I rode her in a 40 kilometre ride, on a new course that we hadn't done before. It was a two-loop 20K, so you got to do, again, one loop twice. And again, this time, the ride-to-time riders, had some of them had started in front of us. So for the entire 40Ks, we were always catching up with people and passing them, and we ended up winning her 6,000-kilometre ride and just really enjoying it. It was a lovely flowing course and great fun to be out on my pony doing what she loves best. And at 20 years old, you know, there is going to be a limit now to how many more of those she's going to want to keep going for. But at the moment, she still loves it and it's a great thrill. Dancer hasn't really started her season yet. It's going to be a long season. They've sort of swapped the calendar around a bit and just changed the way they've set out the main events so that the last one's not planned to be until May. So that's going to be a long season, which is great. But this year, Dancer is stepping up to be my main horse. Dancer hasn't really started this season yet. Um, I'm just starting to stepping up her training a little bit with the plan of going along to the second Waiuku ride. So the one that Jimmy, Lace and Tigger went to was the first of a series of three at Waiuku, where people are encouraged to step up the distance each time they go. It's kind of a way of encouraging people who are just starting out. And so this time, Emily and I have planned to take four horses along. She'll ride Lace and I'll ride Jimmy on Saturday, and then she'll ride Tigger and I'll ride Dancer on Sunday. So really looking forward to that weekend. The reason that I have her riding lace is that coming up at the end of October, there's a ride where I've got a rider coming up from the South Island who is going to ride lace. And I'd been asked if I could offer a horse. People know that I have extra horses going this season. With this rider coming up from the South Island and wanting a horse, I'd been asked if I had a spare horse. And I said, sure, she can ride lace in the 40Ks. And then later chatting with this rider, I discovered that she weighs 80 kilograms, which is 20 kilograms heavier than me on a 20-year-old horse. Um, So, and that's okay. You know, it's not hugely heavy, but Lace isn't used to it. So I need to start training her with the heavier weight. And so my friend Emily is a bit heavier than me. So she's going to ride Lace when I'm training Lace. I'm putting um, weight pads under the saddle just to get her more used to it. And every opportunity with a heavier rider's coming along and wanting a ride, then I'll pop them on Lace if they're good enough because she is not a beginner's ride. So you've just got to be a bit careful about that, of course, as we all know look after your pony. The other exciting thing that happened over lockdown and over winter 
was that I did Christina's Warhorse Challenge with George. I don't know if I've mentioned George to you guys before, but he's now 24 years old. He's had arthritis since he was nine. Um, he's the one I started endurance with. And so it was a great thrill over lockdown to ride George and lead lace and just go down the road and do a couple of miles each day. When I was considering whether or not to join the challenge, it was kind of like, well, I'm doing this every day anyway, and it's two and a bit miles. I've only got to do it 50 times. I can knock that out in a couple of months easy. Okay, it did take me a bit longer than a couple of months because towards the end of that, we nearly had it done. And then, of course, the season's about to start and I've got to start riding the other ponies and George was kind of on the back burner for a while but I'm proud to say that I managed to get it completed before the medal arrived because Christina had faith in me and was posting out medals so she sent me a message to say she'd posted it and I still had five miles to go which was just the motivation I needed to get those last few rides in. So thank you Christina, it was Great fun. And I think that sums up my season plans at this point and how I'm going. So we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Hi, everyone. My name is Dawn Harry, and I am... (laughs) I am an aspiring endurance rider in the northeast region of the United States. I have two beautiful horses... I have a quarter horse thoroughbred cross. Her name is Sophie. And I have a straight Egyptian Arabian. His name is Bravo. And together, we have been completing the Valkyrie Challenge. We're about 80 miles in. And it's been a lot of fun. So I have been madly in love with horses since my mom put me in the saddle of her horse, Honey, when I was just a kid. It was probably about six years old mostly just bopping around on my horses. I was in 4-H for a little bit, so I did a variety of things. (laughs) Not great at all of them, but um, I did some barrel racing and I did some Western pleasure and some English pleasure and um, took some dressage lessons in my late teens, early 20s. And I do like to compete at our little local shows, but it kind of became pretty evident to me um, because he makes his opinions known that Bravo was not a fan. So as much as I like to compete, his happiness is the most important thing in the world. So I knew I had to find something that we could do together and be happy with. And he does like to trail ride. He does like to go down the trail. And I thought, maybe competitive trail ride or endurance riding would be a thing that we could try. So last year I signed us up for a 10 mile ride out of Fairhill and it was funny. It was only 10 miles and I still, (laughs) I still managed to bring us in a little bit over time because I was enjoying the day and the scenery and my horse and the company and we, we got a little bit lost. (laughs) So we came in a little bit over time, but that was okay because We had such fun, and I really wanted to give the sport a try. So when I got home, I started looking at the calendar to see when I thought rides were going to fall the next year, and I started working on a training plan and you know, trying to get myself together. And then in the spring, in March for us, 
everything was shut down because of COVID-19. And that was a real bummer. You know, looking at the AERC calendar and the extra calendar, the Eastern Competitive Trail Ride Association calendar, and just watching rides get canceled and knowing it's all for the right reasons, it's still still kind of a big letdown. And I was in a funk. I was in a pretty good funk. And um, I kind of hit a rough patch with my horses too. Uh, Poor Sophie got diagnosed with a ligament issue in her rear leg and the vet prescribed field rest and hand walking. So I started doing that with her. And then maybe like a week and a half after that, Bravo walked up to me in the field on pretty much on three legs. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I'm like, oh, buddy, you have an abscess in that leg, don't you? There's an abscess in that foot. So I called my vet and explained the situation. And they said, start soaking it, see what happens. It sounds like, I mean, he really was barely touching the ground with his foot. So it seemed like it was on its way out. So I got my stuff together and I'm sure everybody on here has had to deal with an abscess in a foot. You know about, you know, in my house we have a boot. <laughs> you put the foot in the boot with some warm water and then you stand there and make sure that your horse doesn't fling your bucket or your boot across the barn and that they stand there. We we try for about a half an hour here, but it seems like Bravo's timer is about a half an hour before he flings that boot anyway. And Christina, I'm going to confess this to you, and I'm a bit ashamed, but I had stopped listening to the Endurance Horse podcast because I was that bummed about it. But standing there with him, there's only so many little chores you can do within reach of your horse while you're trying to soak a foot. And I really needed something to listen to and something in my ear. So I picked up where the new episodes started and everybody was talking about Warhorse and they were talking about virtual challenges and how you could ride your horse, you could walk your horse, you could, I think rollerblade was mentioned. <laughs> you could do whatever you were doing to be active, you could count towards your miles for these virtual challenges. And I listened and I kind of got a little sassy with myself to be honest. I'm like, you know, there are experienced riders out there who had entire seasons planned who are making the most of what we've all been handed. You need to do this too. I would like to remind everybody that I made this decision with both of my horses on the DL, but honestly didn't even think about that. I'm like, we're going to do this. So I signed us up for Valkyrie uh, and I signed up for that one because I too am a huge Marvel fan and Thor Ragnarok is probably one of the best Marvel movies out there. <laughs> so I thought that was perfect for us. I started counting Sophie's hand walks. At the time we were only going 15 minutes a day to try and get her leg stronger, but we were going about a half a mile. So she's contributed some some miles to Valkyrie. And then as for Bravo, it turned out he did not have an abscess in his foot. That was a fun story. I had a farrier appointment with my my farrier like two days after he presented lame. And 
he, the lameness totally cleared up. So I walked him up to my farrier totally sound and I said, I really thought this thing had an abscess. And he kind of looked at me like, woman, you're crazy. But he did dig around in the foot, poked around and then put his foot down and looked at me and goes, there's no abscess in there. I said, I know. I think what actually happened is I was riding him. His toes were a little bit long. He tripped and pulled something up in his shoulder. At the time, he kind of walked it off. No big deal. was totally sound. But overnight, it kind of seized up. And, you know, he was not feeling real great over the next couple of days. He is fine now. He is eating up these miles for Valkyrie. This is letting us get in shape. It's, you know bit of my motivation for me to get in the saddle, to ride my horse. Hey, we may not have any place to go right now. Or when we started, we didn't have any place to go, but it was motivation. We were going to have some place to go. Actually, at the moment, I have my fingers crossed that the Ektra will approve the COVID plan for Fair Hill again so that we can go out there and get one ride in for the season. And you know what? Thanks to this challenge, my horse is going to be in some kind of shape to actually get it done. And hopefully this year, since I know where I'm going and a little bit more how to pace my horse, we won't come in over time (laughs) on 10 miles. Uh, But thank you all for listening. I really am excited to listen to everybody else's stories. Thanks for putting them out there to begin with as a really great motivator. And see everybody on the trail. Hi, it's Crystal from Minnesota, and I'm here with Aiden, and we made it to Warhorse. Yay, brand new trails, and we got to meet the infamous Christina Hike and her family, and we're super excited, and we should be in bed already, but it's the day before the first endurance ride of the year, and we are not really in bed yet. So, Aiden, are you excited to be here? Yeah. Are you excited to see new trail? Yeah. What do you think Warhorse is going to be like? I mean, hopefully nice. I hope the trails are really good. All right. Are you ready to have fun? Should we go to bed? Yeah. All right, guys, until we meet on the trail, until we see you again, our next adventure. See you then. Hi there. My name is Alexis Jones, and I'm from Pryor, Oklahoma. I pretty much got into horses from birth, I guess. My dad and grandpa both had horses horses, race horses mostly, but other horses. So I've had horses forever. I completed both the War Horse Challenge and the Valkyrie Challenge on my five-year-old gelding. He is a thoroughbred, saddlebred Arab with just enough paint to give him some color. And the best part of doing these challenges was just having having some motivation, having something to do, a goal to to get out there and, and ride. Since a lot of endurance rides were canceled, I was looking for something to do and, and these were great. And my horse, I just started him this year and so he he came back from from a few months with the trainer and he, he needed to to keep going. He needed to to get some miles and this was this was great. A hundred miles really really helped me figure out a lot about him and figure out how he was gonna work out and so feel like it really helped me figure him out. And I feel like 
my horse gained a lot from doing the challenges. It got, it kept him going from coming back from the trainers and kept his momentum going after coming back from the trainer and helped me keep him going and set a goal for him. And I would definitely suggest doing the the 100 mile challenges for anyone. It's a a good goal for everyone. It's not too daunting if you just do a little bit at a time and it's been really fun. Okay, podcasters, we are heading out on trail at Warhorse. Stay tuned. We are super excited. Kai, hoping this will be a fun day. Everybody out there in podcast land, we are on our second loop at Warhorse. Diamond lost a shoe. I put a boot on him. I don't have a gator. I mean, I have a gator, but I don't have the power strap for the front. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Aiden, how's it going? Good. How's Sally doing? Good. Has she rolled in the sand yet on you? No. Does she want to? Yeah. Is it hot? No. It's not hot? You're not sweating? It's not humid? Yeah, it's humid. Okay, that's what I thought. So it's hot and humid, but we're here and we're doing it. And right now we're walking through some rocks and some sand and the trail's supposed to get easier up ahead. So we'll let you know if we make it through. Wish us luck. Hi, this is Karen Hocking. Um, I live in Dubbo in central West New South Wales, Australia, and I've started doing the 100 mile challenges. How did I get into horses? Um, As a 12 year old, I went for my first ride on a horse um, at one of those places where you hire horses. It was a lead pony. and didn't end very well. Long story short, horse bolted. I came off in a table drain. This was the days before helmets were compulsory here. Um, and I ended up in hospital. Uh, 12 month break, went for a trail ride with an uncle and my brother. Loved it. Um, helped out at a local trail riding centre for a while, but I was always afraid. Did that for a few years, had a couple of bad falls, and by the time I was 17, gave up altogether. I have always loved horses, have always wanted to ride. Then due to some circumstances, decided to take up horse riding at the age of 39. That was about nine years ago. Um, My kids were growing up, wanted to do something for myself. Um, So it's sort of gone from... There, I got riding lessons for about 18 months before I got my first horse. Didn't end very well. Um, horse wasn't suitable for me. Had been, yeah, sold under false pretenses. Again, another long story, which I won't bore you with. Um, and then I got into standard breads. So I've had standard breads for about eight years now. Um, my first one was a pacer by the name of Hayden Holmes. He came from New Zealand originally and raced there and here. I got him through an adoption program, um, Standard Bread Pleasure and Performance Horse Association of New South Wales. They rehome off-the-track standard breads. Uh, I got him as an unbroken eight-year-old. Had him eight years. Sadly, he passed away last month. We did a number of 20-kilometre rides together and seven-kilometre rides together, and he taught me so much, and, and we had a ball out on the trail. Um, I've also got 
a standard bred mare that I'm starting or restarting under saddle. I started her a few years ago but didn't do much with her. She's 14 now and I'm hoping to start doing some endurance rides with her. And then I've got Herbert, who's an unbroken gelding. He's just like a, a paddock companion to the others. And then we've got a little mini called Bandit. Um, I signed up originally for the Warhorse Challenge with Hayden to try and get us back into work and training for the endurance season. Um, unfortunately, he had some health issues for the last six months, so um, I only got one in-hand walk with him before he left us, but I thought I would continue on, and I've been doing it on foot. So sometimes my kids, adult kids, come with me, sometimes we walk the dogs, and yeah, I think I'm about 30 miles in now, and it's been a fantastic way to motivate me to get out and about and do do something. Then I signed up for Valkyrie with Star to try and um, again keep me accountable and having something to focus on to get her in work. Unfortunately she's lame at the moment with a hoof abscess. Um, we've had years of drought and now really wet ground and it's not not doing the horse's feet much good. I signed up for Rangered, 100 mile to do with Herbert. He needs to get out and get some exercise. So the plan is to walk him for the 100 miles and, yeah, just build a relationship and get him exercising. He's got a few lung issues, so we're hoping to build up his lung capacity with that. And then I signed up for the 1900 mile Pony Express just because I found the challenges awesome to make me want to get out and do something. So like the we're in winter here at the moment. And uh, through the middle of the day, the weather's absolutely beautiful. So take a break from my computer and, and go for a walk. And it's just having those challenges um, has just really helped the motivation to get going. And the community's brilliant too. Like everybody celebrates uh, their little wins and encourages everyone. And um, yeah, it's just brings everyone from around the world together. I think it's a pretty, pretty special thing. So yeah, for me, I yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's an awesome way to get you motivated to go and do something with your horse. And I think it's definitely helped our relationship with my horses because it's making me get into a routine, which is really good for them. I would yeah, I'd definitely say sign up. It's awesome. The the patches are pretty cool and I'm looking forward to getting a collection of them. Yeah, go for it is all I can say. Yeah, obviously COVID-19 has put a bit of dampener on a lot of things and this is a really great way to stay connected with other horse people, with communities. It helps you get out there, get some fresh air, spend some time with your horses or with your dogs or with your family, which in my mind can only be a positive thing. Really thank Christina for organising it. I, I've yeah, met some fantastic people virtually this way and I think it's just something really positive in a world that can be quite challenging. So yeah, go for it. You've got this. Uh, happy riding everyone. Hey everybody, 
Here's Aiden. Hello. And did you finish Warhorse? Yeah, I did. How did the second loop go? Very hot, very, very hot. Some rocks and some sand that we went through, that we went slow on. What did we find at the turnaround? Cold we... bottled water. Yes, the best thing ever. We got a little, what did we get? A little flag, like a, a banner that said Warhorse on it, a little black banner. And that was a turnaround and they gave us water, which was really awesome. Um, how did Sally do on the second loop, Aiden? Good. Did you have any trouble or? No. No, she was doing good. It was hot. I think everybody was sweating. Were you hot? Yep. Super hot, I guess. Um, and we made it back. We finished that 35 mile loop. We got off to walk like, I don't know, not too, we could see the camp. And so we started walking. I, I, I'd say less than a quarter mile we walked. Um, as I was walking up, I started getting Charlie horses through the top of my legs and also through the rest of my body. So they threw me water when I got there. I was drinking out on trail. Aiden, you, were, you weren't drinking as much out on trail, but he must have not been sweating as much. I ended up having a ton of cramping, but we made it through the vet check and uh, Sally finished her first 35 LD. Aiden took her through the vet. Did you have trouble at the vet at all? No. I had trouble with just coming back the cramping part and then getting him. When I got up to the vet area, I trotted him for the vet after he did his check. And then when I was trotting back, I got that urge of just utter, just felt really like sick. I hollered at somebody to please come grab my horse and they did. They were able to hold him there while I could stand in the shade just a little bit and kind of, I retched a little bit, but I did not. We made it through the vetting and he was kind of doing some extra attention to his respirations and his uh, heartbeat. So I asked him if he was thumping, and he said he wasn't something weird, but it was close or something. So then I got nervous. Um, I went back. I gave him some more electrolytes, some more rest, tried to give him whatever he would eat. And then I tried to lay down on the cot in the shade just to try to get my just to get back to feeling a little bit normal. Um, probably after an hour, I took him back up to the vet and just asked him to listen again, and he said absolutely not. There was no problem. He wasn't thumping. He was just fine. He was drinking, pooping, peeing, eating. Everything was good. But I just wasn't very good, so I learned about my electro... I don't know, Aiden. Was your mom pretty miserable when she got done? Yeah. What did you notice? Just not able to... Just no pep, right? Yeah. No pep and really bad cramps through my ribs. So I think I need to adjust my human electrolyting. Um, I usually drink out on trail. One thing I know that I did different is I got a new cover for my uh, saddle, and this, I did not carry a, a saddle pack this time, so the water was on Aiden's saddle pack. So I wasn't drinking like I normally do. Every once in a while, I'll take a sip here and there, you know, every couple miles or so. And I didn't do that this time because I didn't have the saddle pack on my saddle. I also had problems with my saddle sliding back a lot out on trail. I think we fixed it maybe, I don't know, Aiden, how many times? Three, four yeah. Five, um, which is way not our normal. Usually when we ride, we don't. I don't get off a ton because he's tall and it's hard for me to get back on. So that was another challenge. We made it through that second loop with only one shoe and one boot. The boot did not come off and he did not get a rub. I had put a ton of powder monkey butt on the edge of the back of his foot in hopes that no sand would get in there and rub and that kind of worked. So we made it through and it was awesome to finish that 35 LD but by that evening I had to make the decision that I just didn't think 
if I was so off and so cramping and so having problems that I, if I took him back out on trail, I was afraid that I would end up hurting him because of me having all those cramping and just probably wouldn't ride as center and maybe put him off balance again. It was, I think, believe the heat was higher the second day. I don't know if it was the temp, base temp, or if it was just the humidity. It was just, it was hotter the second day. So I was bummed that I didn't go through with my original plan to do both days, but I think I made the right choice for my horse and for myself, just not, because we are, we to get to Christina's with the gas stops and everything took us a little over, probably close to seven hours. Um, and if had I driven, had I went out and rode the 35, probably wouldn't have gotten done until closer to two, and then we would have to drive the seven hours home I don't know if we would have made it home very easily. It, it just probably wouldn't have worked out good. So we made the decision, but we were so super excited that I got to go to Warhorse. I got to ride the 35 miles with Aiden, and that would be Diamond and Sally's first 35s, as well as Aiden's longest distance he's ever done. How did that feel, Aiden? It was really nice. So we ready for a 50? Should we try a 50 at some point? Yeah. He, said, he he looks at me with those eyes like, are you sure? But technically, I mean, it would have only been 15 more miles, right? Just not on that day. That day probably wasn't our day for a 50, but we did the 35. So super excited that Christina held more horse, um, that I got to go see what Palmyra was about. I'm sure there's a lot more. It looks like if you ever get to go out that way, there's a lot more trail out there that we weren't put on I don't know if you go riding or trail riding there if you can go off into the little other trails that we saw that we were told not to go on so it looks like a nice place there's some I mean it's very pretty the trees are pretty it was a nice ride wasn't it Aiden they can't hear you shaking oh, your head yeah. we really enjoyed it we did raise I think a couple hundred dollars to help uh, the charities that Christina was raising money for so we were excited about that and we got to eat at the Dragon Pit, I believe is what it's called. Um, it was, how did you like that, Aiden? That barbecue was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they even had corn on the cob, and they had, I think, the pulled pork, and then, like, uh, jerked chicken sandwiches, and they were really good. Uh, we went back and bought an extra one. Overall, really excited that we got to do our first ride of, of the year and that we got to go to a new ride that we've never been to um, and that I got to do it with Aiden, which was really cool. Aiden got first place junior. He ended up getting a cooler on it that says Warhorse. Do you like that cooler, Aiden? Yeah. What's cool about it? It's a cooler. It's a cooler? That's what's cool about it? Huh, you're such a funny guy. Probably the best thing is that he's never had anything for Sally that hasn't been like one of the other horses so it was kind of cool that he earned something for sally for himself until our next adventure pork and bean what do you mean pork and bean oh it's pork and mutters goodbye hi i am sarah from washington state where our pasture grass is still green and you can see mount rainier from the backyard you may remember my shetland pony dandelion dandy for short from a previous podcast at that time, she was halfway through Warhorse Challenge, and we were both finally convinced she could indeed complete all of the miles. I am very proud to share with you that Dandy has completed her 100 miles for the Warhorse 100. She has gained a ton of muscle mass and strength from all the miles and time pulling the cart. This pony went from squishy to solid. Because Dandy is doing all the work pulling me around, 
I really try to pay attention and not do too much for her. We drive down a trail, turn around, and then come back. So there's no shortcut home if I misjudge how far I think she could go. I've really benefited from writing down the Warhorse Miles because I have learned that Dandy could do a lot more than I was giving her credit for. Even so, I didn't think our big finish for the Warhorse 100 would be on that particular day. We had 6.9 miles left, and 6.4 was the furthest that we've gone yet. In my mind, I debated making the push and decided against it. Dandy's goals are limited to snuggling, eating, and occasionally running. My goal was the medal, so I could be patient. Well, I would like to tell you about our wonderful big finish for Warhorse. I couldn't have planned the day better if I tried. She was even dressed up fancy for it. On the Warhorse Facebook page, Christina had encouraged riders to decorate the mains for our between the ears pictures. So much fun. I considered decorating Dandy's tail as her rear end is featured prominently in my driving pictures. I love the view. My Vanderveen bike style cart sits right up behind her with my legs out on either side of the pony. It's great for booty hugs and booty scratches. So I rummaged around in my pony costume box and I found a pair of red, white, and blue wings instead. And we attached those to Dandy's harness. It was so cute. She looked like a little fairy pony. We access our local trail from a big gravel lot that the truckers use to change loads or to rest. On the day of our big finish, a fully loaded flatbed trailer of hay was parked in the lot. Dandy's eyes lit up, and she nickered and called to the guys who were working on the trailer. Who can resist such a cute pony? One of the guys brought her over two handfuls of gorgeous alfalfa. Dandy was in heaven. What pony wouldn't want second breakfast? This was already the best day ever. Dandy knows the trail pretty well by this point. She even slows, and sometimes she stops for the stop signs without my cues. But after that alfalfa, she was ready to go. We did a few figure eights in the parking lot so that we would approach the trail like a lady and not frighten the locals and their little dogs. She is really good about slowing down when we pass walkers and dogs on the trail. She loves people on bicycles. She has been known to nicker and try to increase the speed to follow the cyclists when they pass, especially when they disappear around the corner. When there are no people around, I generally let Dandy guide her pace within reason. She's still required to act like a lady. Dandy has a few straightaways that she loves to gallop. Then the trail becomes an elevated paved boardwalk or bridge, I guess you could call it. The trail is partway down a steep ravine near a river that runs behind our property. I can just barely see our back fence up at the top of the cliff, so she can't see her herd, but they know when she arrives. We generally stop and have a nicker back and forth before we move on. On the day of our big finish, when I offered to let Dandy turn around, she said, no thank you, and continued to walk onward at a brisk pace. That's the moment that I realized that today is the day. I was so excited and had so much pride. She really did have wings. A mile later, she took me up on my offer of turning around as she decided that a pair of cyclists going back towards home were her new favorite people. Halfway back home, she had another burst of joyful energy, alleviating my concerns that she would be too tired, as this was our longest drive that we've done so far. I don't know where she keeps all the energy. I have yet to find the end of it. She has so much power and passion.
And then when she's around groups of kids, she is all calmness and love. She found some kiddos during her big finish as well. She loves groups of kids and seems to care deeply for them. One time near the parking lot in a drive, when Dandy was surrounded by kids, this car backfired. The kids covered their ears and got upset. With kids on either side of her, Dandy barely twitched. She is so amazing with little ones. During her big finish, Dandy saw these kiddos, and I gave her permission to slow and edge towards the side of the trail. Dandy and the kids understand each other so well. These kids and Dandy had communicated intent to love on each other, and were doing so before we adults had finished the socially appropriate formalities and permissions. Oh, Dandy. Dandy had one more surprise waiting for her at the end of our big finish. Her new best friend, the hay dealer, had left another very generous pile of alfalfa for later. She was such a happy pony. So, Dandy's big finish had all of her favorite things. Snacks, cuddles, and running. Warhorse 100 was an amazing experience, and I anticipate her next 100 miles in Rosebud will be just as great. Hi, I'm Marlene. I am adding my information for the Endurance Horse Podcast 100 Mile Challenge. Uh, I got into horses just because my family was into horses at least a little bit. Um, I didn't get a horse until I was 14, but I've got a picture of me on a horse at age one month, and apparently I promptly fell off and hit my head, and that's afflicted me for life. Um, at this point, I have completed the Warhorse, Rosebud, Valkyrie, and Ranger challenges, and I'm 652 miles into the Pony Express. I'm an endurance rider, so this is just what I do on a normal year. Now I just get to track it in more interesting ways. I've got three horses that are mine that I'm riding, and I've ridden my husband's horse a little bit too. So I've got a um, an 11-year-old Arab mare that we bred, and I've been riding her some. And I've got an 8-year-old Shaggy Gelding, and we've been kind of working through some issues with him, but we're getting a few done. And then I have a new six-year-old that, uh, well, he actually broke my collarbone last year, but we are now back on track, and he's done his first 25-mile competition, so that's all going well. You know, I've really had a lot of fun doing these challenges, um, particularly because of this crazy COVID year. It gives me just an additional way of tracking some things and getting a few mementos that we wouldn't get maybe through our regular endurance awards program this year. You know, like I said, I, I, I would be doing these miles anyway, so I don't think things have really changed, you know, the way that I'm interacting with my horse, but, you know, it's, it's just kind of a fun thing and it's good to be able to look back and go, okay, well, I did this much with this horse. So that's kind of cool. You know, my horse is, getting to see new country through all of this, especially my youngster. So that's always a great thing. And I think this is a great idea for anybody to do. You know, it's just, it, this is a difficult year and anything that gets us a bright light through this is wonderful. So I appreciate Christina's effort in making all of this possible. And I love that she's working with different charities and especially, you know, getting some, uh, exposure to the Pony Express Museum. So that's fabulous. So thank you very much.
Hey, Jim. Hello. So that was episode 40 of Endurance Horse Podcast. It's in the books. It's in the books. There was a lot in there because we had War Horse Endurance Ride actually in person. And then we had a lot of people from the challenges chime in. And you'll have to excuse us. We're uh, out on our deck right now, so you may hear some traffic driving by here every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, you've been pretty busy uh, <laughs> lately. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've done one of these. I know. So, yeah, you'll have to forgive the... Uh, in order to get an outro, we had to actually come out of the house, step away from busy life, and um, to make this episode 40 happen for you. Oh, that's okay, though, because I get to look at the pretty flowers from the deck. Yeah, we had a boom of flowers this year we just really so last year we we planted a small patch of wildflowers for the honeybees and the butterflies and this year two patches two large patches and so we've really been enjoying those so it's saturday morning and it's is it the last saturday of september it is the last saturday Uh, october starts next week uh wednesday i think and yeah, you've been uh, you've been pretty busy with your medals, and and mm-hmm. what else have you been busy with? Um, I started back to taking lessons. I was Ooh. taking <laughs> I was taking dressage lessons this winter as long as I could, and then obviously when the pandemic hit, um, that all stopped for several months. But now you know I can go, but we just have to have a bandana in the barn, but not during the lesson. And it's been going awesome. Um, learning something new every week. It's just been great. Yep, you've been busy, busy girl. <laughs> so we're working closely with the National Pony Express Museum, and we have a 1,900-mile challenge. And it is a multi-year challenge. You can ride it, walk it, hike it, bike it, run it, whatever you want to do, a combination of, however you want to do it. And you will get a belt buckle that is also a medal. It is an awesome metal slash buckle. I want one. I'm going to sign up. Yay. Thank you. Finally, you're going to sign up. And then we have um, also, it was Jim's idea that a lapel pin would be kind of cool. And uh, honestly, I wasn't sure. Now I have it. I love it. I think that all the challenges should have it now. I'm thinking the same thing. (laughs) I was just about to mention the same thing on air here. So, you know. I need more lapel pins for my work bag. They look good. I, they're they're larger. They're they're like maybe almost two inches. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to wear them on a lapel, but they look awesome on my uh, my little briefcase that I take into work with me. And we have also with that challenge. There's a patch, so they can sew the patch on a saddle pad, on a jacket. They have the belt buckle and the lapel pin and a sticker that comes with it. So it's it's a lot um, for fifty five dollars. I think it's pretty good pretty good deal and aren't we gonna do something in what is it april april yes i turned 50 in april and we're hoping to make a road trip as a family down to the national pony express museum because they are very grateful (laughs) that we've been raising money for them uh so far i think it's close to 1500 dollars that we raised for them and they said they want us to put a plaque in the museum. So that was just the coolest thing, to have a museum say, we want you to put a plaque in our museum because we're so thankful that you're helping us keep our doors open. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty awesome uh, trip slash birthday present. Yes, I asked for that because I, I didn't want to forget what I did on my 50th birthday. <laughs> and chances are, I would have probably forgot what I did. So I thought, well, this is a cool thing. So this year was a very different year. I'm not going to talk about that much because we all know. 
But what we tried to do was turn it into something where we gave people a bright spot in their life to look forward to during all the chaos, during all the shutdown. We wanted to give them something to work towards. So if you would like to join one of the Warhorse Endurance Conditioning Challenges, where would you go, Jim? By the way, you don't look 50. <laughs> Barely 30. And oh. back on subject here, you would go to Endurance Horse. No. Oh, no. <laughs> one for the bloopers. So you got me flustered. One for the blooper file. You oh. would go to warhorseendurance.com. Warhorseendurance.com. No spaces. No dashes. No nothing. No just, passing go. No, just Warhorse. No $200. Nope, just Warhorse. Endurance.com. Period. And join no, one of the no challenges. <laughs> <laughs> and join one of the challenges. Bye. Bye.